All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We've reached today the big day. Yours truly and Jay Rosehill will be in the alumni box at Scotiabank Arena. So... That's why you don't see Rosie on today's show, but Three Hits with Rosie is coming up. Of course, we're presented by Points Back Canada and Montana's. It's the Friday edition of Least Morning Take with yours truly, Nick Alberga, at the Gold Muzzy, where you can follow along on social media and Twitter. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for all things Toronto Maple Leafs. And of course, the big story in Leafs Nation this morning is not Matt Murray's revenge game. It's the fact that Austin Matthews has a knee sprain. Yeah. And they call it a minimum of three weeks. That is the big news off the top of the show. So we're going to dive into that. Coming up uh, with Dave Pena, the fourth period, about 10 minutes from now, we're going to talk some trades. We're going to talk about Matthews, what this means for the Maple Leafs lineup. Obviously, I'm going to dig into that a bit more here in my game preview. But yeah, that's the big news off the top of the show. Austin Matthews, a knee sprain. Out a minimum of three weeks. By the way, Alexander Barkov of the Florida Panthers, their captain, will replace Matthews at the uh, All-Star game next week in Sunrise. So, yeah, that's a, it's a tough one for the Leafs to swallow. But certainly, I think, with the expectation that they're playing Tampa in the first round, I'm not sure how much uh, focus I really put on this, you know, except in the fact that it is a knee sprain. There, you know, it takes some time to recover from something like that. But still, that's just tough to lose Austin Matthews for any period of time. And... uh 
you know, the injury pretty much puts him out of contention for the uh, the Hart Trophy, but more so about the health. That's all we're looking forward to seeing from Austin Matthews over the next little while. Uh, also, as mentioned over the last couple of shows, we're in the process of migrating over to our very own YouTube channel. So make sure to subscribe and like at the Leafs Nation 401. Thanks to producer Alex for putting it on the screen right there. Again, it's at the Leafs Nation 401. We had a tremendous interview with Elliot Friedman yesterday, uh, talking trades, trades, and more trades. So make sure to check that out. And uh, as we move closer, we will notify you, but the the shows will start going live from there and not uh, the Nation Network YouTube page. So keep it locked at the Leafs Nation 401. If you have thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, make sure to drop us a line down in the chat here below on YouTube. We'll get to them later on. Can't wait to hear from Tim today. And I'm sure a lot of you uh, we'll have some opinions and thoughts on what the Leafs should do now that Austin Matthews is out with uh, out for three weeks uh, with a knee injury. Tim already piping in, just heard the news saying, Falk, yes, I like that. Don't say Falk, say Falk on this show because of the analytics and the demonetization surrounding YouTube. I love it, Tim. So yeah, we'll get past it. Don't worry. This is a, a an active therapy session for those of you who love Austin Matthews, but in the grand scheme of things, I care more about the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs and that potential matchup with Tampa than I do, you know, games 50 to 65 in the NHL regular season. So it's a tough pill to swallow if you have tickets. It's a tough pill to swallow if it's yours truly and you're going to the game tonight, but uh, so be it. Uh, so that is the very latest Austin Matthews knee sprain out a minimum of three weeks just launched by the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs just uh, prior to the morning skate where we did find out that Matt Murray is going to play, which leads us um over the boards yes sir so if you do recall way back when the third game of the season uh, after losing to the montreal canadians in the opener matt murray was slated to get the call against his former mates got traded from the ottawa senators and then came up lame in the morning skate and didn't go for that game Ilya samsonov thrusted into action and uh, he took care of business so by now we all know his record at scotiabank arena 14-0-1 Firstly, I think this is the right decision. We speculated upon this yesterday. All signs to me pointed to Matt Murray, uh, the most of which being, again, it's a revenge game, and you need to sprinkle him in eventually. Uh, I know the net has been given to Ilya Samsonov, and rightfully so, but I think it's pretty simple. The last two you give to Samsonov. Sunday goes without saying he's playing his former mates in the Washington Capitals, so you give him that one. And then Wednesday against the Boston Bruins, I think you go with the better of the two goaltenders over the last little while. And again, that is simple. It is Ilya Samsonov. But for tonight, again, it'll be Matt Murray taking on his former mates for the first time. And I had to do some digging. This is Murray's first appearance in 10 days. And by the way, this will be his 20th appearance of the season, which, if you can believe it, matches his appearance total for all of last season. So uh, in one token, I think it's great to see for Matt Murray because I don't know about you out there. I had no expectations, zero expectations for this guy because he's always injured. And knock on wood as I knock on my wood uh, kitchen table, um, that Matt Murray can stay healthy and continue to stay healthy for the duration of the season into the Stanley Cup playoffs. But we have seen him for a string of games, and I think it can only help that he, uh, he's he been out for the last 10 days or so, being the backup to Ilya Samsonov, who's been red hot, who, by the way, again, is 14-0-1 at Scotiabank Arena. So this is game three of five on this five-game homestand. There's always just a bit of a different feel with the Battle of Ontario. And again, Jay Rosehill is coming up with three hits with Rosie, and I'm sure he'll allude to that. There's always a bit of a different feel, and certainly this game is no different. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, they've been a massive disappointment. They were calling it the summer of Pierre for the Ottawa Senators, if you do recall way back when to the summer. Hasn't gone accordingly. The Ottawa Senators have failed to live, to live up to expectation. That said, I think similar to Montreal, 
they always seem to rise up against Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, it should be a good one tonight. And again, Jay Rosehill, uh, Jay Rosehill and I, excuse me, will be in attendance for this one as the Leafs host the Ottawa Senators. And again, if you're just tuning in, no Austin Matthews, minimum of three weeks with a, uh, a knee sprain. Uh, so um, Pontus Holmberg, I almost said Parlinum there for a second. I was talking about him with a buddy a couple weeks ago. Pontus Holmberg will slot into the 2C role there to play with Yarncroak and Nylander. And that should be very, very fascinating to see how that duo works out. Uh, I would think shot heavy, by the way, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. As you see on your screen there with Nylander, could be my uh, points bet Canada bet of the day. You'll you have to stay tuned to find out on that front. So without further ado, again, as I've teed up, it's the Ottawa Senators, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the second Battle of Ontario this season. Here is Jay Rosell, three hits with Rosie. Hey there, folks, and thanks for coming back to another edition of Three Hits with Rosie. I'm starting off number one. My bet from yesterday. God, Penguins versus Caps. I went for it, picked the Pens, and what a game. Pens tied it up late in the third. Overtime solves nothing. And then it goes Sid Malkin in the shootout, missing to lose in the shoot. See, so disappointing for me. But uh, if you were watching it and if you bet on it and took my bet, what an exciting game if you had money on it. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day anyway. Hope none of you morons are betting your mortgages on my advice. And also, Nikki, your minus 225 shot props, neat and everything, they'll hit. But, I mean, no one's really making any money. And I'm going for the uh, for the even money bangers. I know I'm a little cold lately, but I'd like another swing at things maybe next week. Number two... Elliot Friedman, just wanted to thank him again for coming on our show, and props to Nick for getting him here. Um, just a guy like that, if you're in an industry or at a, a work or a job or whatever you're doing, there there seems to be people that just stand out as, as just solid people, and um, that's even more so when they've been doing it as long as they have, as Elliot's been doing what he does for a living. And, uh, you know, another thing that he's got too that – I haven't really mentioned he's like he's like Pierre Maguire is a guy that just is an is an encyclopedia for people he knows all these details and just doesn't forget anybody and Elliot's got that as well and um you know he'll be talking about a guy from Timbuktu that people don't really remember and and Elliot does and he's he pays attention and cares about people and I think that's why uh he's got everyone's trust and respect in that business so thanks again for coming on our show Number three, we are talking about the Battle of Ontario tonight. You know, playing for the Leafs, people ask you, you know, what's the biggest rivalry? And, um, you know, obviously the Montreal Canadiens, that one go, probably goes the deepest, right? And, you know, the Boston Bruins one has been up there. You know, the last decade, there's been a lot of that too um, with the Bruins rivalry. But, like, right there in that top two, three is is the Battle of Ontario. Um, you know, whenever the, the Sens are coming to town or we go there, it's, uh, it's something that you know about, that there's a rivalry and there's going to be different jerseys of both teams in the stands and you can kind of feel that through the cheers of the goals that are scored and it's uh it's a big night and one that both teams want to win so i'm excited to be there in person and we're going to be watching uh g baby come to town so that's always wicked and my brother's coming with me and we're meeting nikolai in the box so it's going to be pretty awesome excited to be back in the big smoke it has been a little while so uh looking forward to it hopefully we get on the jumbotron nick back to you That's the last thing I hope for is to get in the Jumbotron because I'm going to be about uh, 26 Tito's in vodka in and about midway through that game. And now without Matthews, that could even be 30. I love Jay trying to bury me, by the way, on my 
on my picks this year. Like shot props are money in the bank. And on top of that, I had the Tampa Bay Lightning in regulation against the Wagon Boston Bruins yesterday, like plus money. It was ridiculous plus money, and I hit that. So fuck you, Jay. <laughs> he, he's on his way to visit right now. We're going to have a good time tonight. And uh, I will hit some G props coming up in about 10 minutes from now. But for now, happy to bring in uh, the one and only from the fourth period, my good buddy. It's uh, David Panyota. What's going on, Dave? You meant 30 deep by like what? The second intermission or the first? Uh, could be the first. You know me when I get okay. in the mood and uh, especially at a hockey game, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I've seen it. I've seen it. You uh, you enjoy yourself. <laughs> I let loose and I'll let loose uh, next weekend in uh, in Sunrise. I guess more specifically for Lauderdale. Somebody who won't, of course, is uh, Austin Matthews. Uh, what do you make of the news yeah. earlier today? Well, no elbow room for him. Um, it, uh, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna miss time, now's the opportune uh, moment to do that in the schedule because you've got your bye week as well. So you're not missing too many games. I, I think they're nine days off in between games uh, for right. the Leafs once the All Star break hits. So you know you're you're missing three weeks, but you're you're really only going to be missing half that action in terms of game action. So. If you're going to miss time, if you need to go on the mend, um, and it is a legit injury, uh, you get to miss out on the All-Star festivities, but at the same time, you're more focused on the season. So this is the opportune time, if you're going to miss time, um, to do that now. If you're a Leafs fan, how concerned are you with the word minimum in that release? Well, I, I think I think they're just setting up the possibility that there is a setback because you don't want to give everybody too much hope and say, okay, well, I guess, don't worry, he'll be, he's only going to miss four games in the grand scheme because of the time off. Um, but if there is some kind of setback, if he doesn't heal as quickly, they don't want to rush him back too much, um, or, or too quickly, rather, I should say. So you, you want to proceed with caution when it comes to this caliber of a player. Um, and you've got to augment your lines, as, as you're showing here. You've got to augment the lineup a little bit and, and kind of change things around a little. Um, but again, it's only going to be re really for like five games. So it's not the end of the world um, in the grand scheme of things. You want to make sure he's fresh down the stretch and in the playoffs and as healthy as can be. So yeah, minimum, you're hedging your bets a little bit. And you're just playing it safe. Um, but again, this is something that's been lingering. So you want to take care of it now. I think you make a really good point that I think on the surface people don't look at, but the nine days off between the All-Star break and the bye week for the Maple Leafs, which leads me to the question about load management. And I'm not speculating on that. I'm sure he's injured and no. his brains are nothing to, to play with. And certainly you want to give that time to heal and, and get over. But load management, um, you know, it's a prevalent thing and a prevalent conversation right now in the NBA. Like, honestly, it's a fucking joke. Like, these guys play one game <laughs> out of three because they're like, oh, I can't do it. And... They're like, oh, we want a lesson schedule. I don't think that's going to be the remedy for success. But load management, do you foresee a day where it's it's actually there in the NHL? Well, it's, it, it's, a, it's a totally different situation, totally different game, right? Like you could get away with minimizing Kawhi's minutes and then it turns out to be pretty good and you work out and you win a championship because of it. Um, it doesn't work like that in hockey. Uh, yeah, load management, maybe you miss a game here and there. Maybe you let players sit um against you know minimal opponents like if you're playing like ottawa tonight or like down the stretch i mean not now um but columbus or montreal or anaheim or whoever you end up playing that's in the bottom ranks of the standings if you want to give those guys your top tier guys that need 
that could use really a game off. If you want to do that later on in the season down the stretch when you've pretty much solidified your playoff positioning, um, go for it. But, you know, now, definitely not. I think you, you need to claim your position, you claim your spot. Um, and with Buffalo chomping at the bit here, and I don't think they're going to catch up by any stretch, and I still think the Sabres are going to be a little, you know, too little, too late scenario this year. I do like them down the road, and, and I think they're going to make some offseason moves that will help them kind of stabilize their playoff presence next season. But with the Leafs specifically, I mean, it's, it's them in Tampa. Does home ice really matter that much when you're probably going six or seven anyway? Yeah, that final game may, you know, whatever. You can argue that it makes a difference or not. Nowadays, it doesn't have that, that big of an impact, especially um, when you're dealing with players of the caliber that both of these teams have. So um, load management, Mm, I, I don't think it's that big of an issue in the National Hockey League. I think more so than anything, again, if you do get down the stretch and you could give a guy a day off against a lesser opponent or in a game where it really isn't going to be that crucial, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, sure. I, I just start to wonder, but again, I think hockey players in general, just a bit of a different breed than those in the NBA where a stub toe they want to play. Out of action. That, yeah. Well, like that's that's it. The guys want to play. They, they yeah. want to go out there. They don't want to get banged up, but they want to play and they want to help their team. Um, I'm not saying NBA guys don't, but they're a little bit more um, soft, willing to yeah. sit out. I would use the word strong, but I think, yeah, willing is probably the word I would use. And they pick their spots. <laughs> and damn, Kawhi Leonard started all this a couple of years back. All right, let's get into the juice, the trade conversation. We are inching closer and closer to the March 3rd NHL trade deadline. I'm sure you caught Elliot Friedman's hit on the show yesterday. Uh, what'd you make of that? Anything you would like to add? Like the St. Louis Blues will be involved in the conversation, you would think, too. What was that against Arizona? Oh, man, last night was nuts. I mean, 5-1 Chicago over Calgary. What's going on, Flames? I mean, that, yeah, hey, St. Louis 5 hey. nothing is... What's that? No, I was just going to say, any coincidence that Gary Bettman comes out, what, what is it, Tuesday, and says there's no tanking in the league. Look at who won the games over the last three days. Tell me yeah, what's up. I'd leave it to, yeah, coincidence. Let's not get all like crazy here with the bubble wrap and the tinfoil hats and everything. Um, but yeah, and then there was the other, what was it, Anaheim one as well. And like yeah. So like these teams that should have lost didn't, um, all putting up five goals on the night. Uh, yeah, with, with St. Louis, um, it's interesting. Doug Armstrong is the kind of guy as a GM that if he doesn't believe his team has what it takes to win, not just make the playoffs, but win, he'll look to make some changes. And, um, you know, Elliot, touched, I, I think he touched on Ryan O'Reilly with you uh, yesterday or the other day. Um, you know, that's certainly a possibility. I think with St. Louis, you know, it's going to come down to cost and, and, you know, what other teams are in play here. Um, I don't think Tampa's in play for Ryan O'Reilly, for example. I, I'm not sure Boston would be either. Um, but, you know, obviously those guys would be impactful for any of these, these three teams. I, I think one player that Toronto has looked at and has inquired about with respect to St. Louis outside of Ryan O'Reilly is Ivan Barbashev. Uh, I think Barbashev is a player that's generating more interest around the league. Low cap hit, I think, in the $2 million range. He plays the wing. He's stable. He's strong. He's got that cup pedigree already, that experience. Um, Well-liked in the room, that, that's another big component for especially teams that are looking to augment their roster a little bit and make an ad here or there. It's not only a fit on the ice. It's got to be a fit off the ice, too. And Barbashev's a guy that 
does really well in the room and gets along with um, with his with his teammates and, and I think would be a pretty good plug for one of these contenders. Um, but he's another guy that I would look at from Toronto's side of things. The other thing the Leafs have to evaluate and, and are evaluating is um, do we go big with one guy or do we try to fill a couple different voids here on the roster? And if that is the case, unless you're getting a bargain deal or you're working the cap because they don't have that much space to play with, you're looking at you know trying to get creative and getting either the team to retain money or you're getting a third party in there, which you know you got to weigh the opportunity cost in doing that and giving out an additional asset. So is it a matter of bringing in somebody on that left side for the second wing, uh, second line, excuse me, or are you stabilizing your mid six, um, which is more so the third line, more so than anything, and you can have somebody interchangeable um, with Yarn Crook when everybody's healthy on that left side. So I think Barbashev's a guy that they're going to continue to look at and see what that price is. And it wouldn't, sh- uh, wouldn't shock me slash surprise me as I tried to combo those two words um, if, if he's one of the guys that they end up zeroing in on. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You know, to me, I think a perfect comparable is like what Colorado got last year from Arteri Lekkonen, right? Um, yeah, picking him yeah. up from the Montreal Canadiens. And, and that's why I think you see Frankie Vitrano's name uh, linked to the Toronto Maple Leafs as well. I just think it makes more sense to target somebody like that who could be like sort of like a Swiss Army knife than it would to be, you know, a high-end type player. But, right. I mean, you're always going to have those conversations, so we're going to get into it. Um, I think things will start to percolate, my favorite word, as you know, over the next oh, couple of weeks. When it comes to Patrick Kane, can you set the table straight? Is that the right saying? Set the table straight. Um, sure. Set the yeah. I don't know. Let's go with it. Set the record yeah, straight. Go, but... Okay, that there. Okay, there's no table you set straight. Can you set the record straight, Patrick Kane? <laughs> if 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 somebody went to Chicago and said, "Hey, we're in Canada. We're in Canada," would he be open to playing in Canada? Yes. Uh... Depending on, depending on, I mean, he's not going to want to play for the Habs because they suck and he doesn't want to play for Ottawa because they're not making it and so on. But obviously, um, like Toronto's a different beast. I don't know if he has an appetite to go to Edmonton, to be perfectly honest with you, a team that has reached out or at least expressed interest and said, when you're ready, give us a call. 
Um, but I think Toronto is a little bit different. Um, so I think there would be consideration. I don't think it would be at the top of his list overall, and I don't think it has anything to do with the Canada-US thing. I think it's more of just what he views as the opportunity to go somewhere. Yeah, the Rangers are going to be in it if he does decide that he wants to explore it. I believe Dallas, there's so much attention to the New York Rangers because of Panarin, and, and they've just been the center of this. I think Dallas has a real shot here. If Patrick Kane decides that he's willing to go to a couple different places, I think Dallas is going to be right at the top of his list. Um, now, they're supposed to talk, I, I think, before All-Star to at least start the conversation with Kane, Taves, their agent, Pat Brisson, and uh, Kyle Davidson, the GM of the, of the Blackhawks, and then see how the month of February kind of rolls out and then start making decisions there if they are willing to explore opportunities. But for Kane, I mean, if it's Toronto, it, it's you got to get him on 75 cents on the dollar or 25 cents on the dollar, excuse me. So that means Chicago is going to have to retain half and a third party is going to have to retain half of the half, which is a quarter. So either way, I mean, you're, you're not really going to be able to get Patrick Kane into this environment without, you know, 70, 75% of his contract being eaten up elsewhere. So that has to be the consideration. The Rangers have more space. The Stars have more space. There's more flexibility um, for those teams. I know Colorado, to a certain extent, they don't have space, actually, um, but they would have to get creative. So if it comes down to Kane being moved, I, I really am led to believe that both Dallas and the New York Rangers will be one of the two teams that ends up with them. Thank you for uh, setting the table straight and not the record straight, okay? <laughs> that's that's what I do. That's, you know, yeah. it's it's confusing, but eventually it, it makes sense. I like that. Um, last one, then I'll let you go, and uh, we'll touch base again next week in Fort Lauderdale. Actually, maybe tonight at the Leafs game. Uh, so if, if you're Kyle Dubas, uh, Matthew Nyes, would he be part of the conversation? Like, to put you on the spot, like, what is your expectation over the next couple weeks? you think they're going to jump early and try to do something here? I think I think they'd like I mean every team would like to get ahead of the curve right like they, they would always any team would like to make a move sooner rather than later but cap implications um, that that little SOB of the cap is is hindering <laughs> a lot of teams abilities to do stuff now um, with respect to Nyes, with respect to a first round pick later with respect to their their depth um, in terms of their cupboard I think Dubas would do it um, quite frankly, but it's not a rental scenario. Like you're looking at a guy that's going to be here for a considerable amount of time, or at least controllable for, you know, two, three seasons minimum. If you're giving up young assets, top prospects and, and, and draft picks, I, I don't think there's much of an appetite right now um, to give up that for, for a rental. Nice for sure. Uh, some of their other prospects, I, I believe similar boat. Um, first round pick next year, maybe. Um, but again, it, it really comes down to who's available and what other moves could become available if they want to get creative. I think Kyle is certainly open to getting creative. It's just a matter of, is there another team willing to go down that road? Would he make that move? Would he move those pieces? I think so, but I would be surprised if it's in the rental category, especially with a guy like Matthew Nice. Yeah, and I, I think it's just fair, too. Like, I understand his job could be on the line, but just more so the fact that, you know, who's had success going big game hunting at the deadline over the last X well, amount of years? It's just there, there's not a good track record of that. And I think uh, butting around the edges could be the play here for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we'll see what's just, up over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, go ahead. 
just to add something very quickly here with respect yeah. to the future, whether he's here or not down the road, he's still young. Like he, he's not only considering from, from Dubas's perspective, he's not only considering the future of, uh, you know, the Leafs. He is. I, I don't think he's going into this as a, this is my last shot opportunity, regardless of what the outside noise may be. Cause it's not only, I mean, it's irresponsible. You've got to think of the future because you've got to go there with the mindset that you're going to stick around, but also how are other organizations going to view you if you, don't take that into consideration. This isn't Lou Lamorello in, uh, or, or on Long Island where it's probably one of his last kicks at the can and his contract is also expiring. Um, this is different with Kyle, and, and I, I don't think he's neglecting the future for the now. I think he's taking it all into consideration. Hey, maybe he wants to go to Vancouver or something. Unlikely, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who wants to go to Vancouver right now, but let's let's let the dust settle there for a bit. I love how Rick talking like two games in. He's like, oh, fuck. What did I do, man? What did I do? Okay, yeah. Dave. First I know game we're nice. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like, ah, Seattle, different story. All right, Dave. Thanks so much for this, bud. You got it, man. See ya. All right, there's uh, Dave Panyota. Make sure to check out his work at thefourthperiod.com, at thefourthperiod on, uh, on Twitter and social media. Brings the heat, brings the heavy, and lots of trade rumors and speculation and facts. So uh, make sure to check him out. And, uh, some really interesting information as well when it came to uh, Patrick Kane. Uh, certainly, I think moving forward, I, I just think it's unlikely the Leafs get involved in that you know scenario. But I thought I would bring it up at the very least. But uh, the wrap up is brought to you by our friends at Points by Canada. All right. So as you guys remember, we interviewed Claude Giroux a couple weeks back and I mentioned the numbers, the domination in his career, whether it's with the Flyers now with the Ottawa Senators against the Maple Leafs. So that's one thing I will look at tonight in this uh, second rendition of the Battle of Ontario. Claude Giroux points, assists, goals, uh, you know, anywhere you want to look, shot props. He's got seven points in the last three against the Maple Leafs. He had a two-point outing in the first game of the season in game three. So you have to look at our man, G. Number one, he's a beauty for joining the show. And number two, he always plays the Toronto Maple Leafs well. And the other thing I would look at is the Willie Nylander shot prop. Uh, so he'll play on the second line at least to start again. No Austin Matthews. So Nylander's going to play with Yarncroke and Holmberg. Pontus Holmberg centering the second line, which tells me I think is going to be very, very shot heavy. And I love the factor of an all-Swede line there with Yarncroke, Holmberg, and Nylander. So I think... I'm forecasting at least Nylander to be very, very shot happy tonight uh, against the Ottawa Senators. All right, so those are my two plays. And again, we're trying to go for a 5-0 and week. Uh, I think the other day I gave out three plays and two of three hits. So I'll call that a victory. Uh, the chat is hot today, so I appreciate everybody chiming in. Sean and Tim, you're absolute gems. Thanks so much for everything throughout this week. Uh, Tim, just, you know, chiming in on the Austin Matthews news. It stinks. Uh, Goss is barrel four to six weeks. Yeah, there's been a lot of injury news around the NHL. Um, and then Barkov, of course, filling in as well uh, at All-Star for Austin Matthews. That's the other big news. Um, Sean writes in, it really too bad. Not sure if Holmberg can play that high up in the lineup. Well, Sean, we're going to find out if Pontus Holmberg can be the 2C for this team. But I, I think if there's one thing I've realized with this team, they seem to do well with adversity and well with injuries. If you do recall, like two months ago, their entire D Corps was out and they didn't skip a beat. So I think if this happened like a couple years back, I'd be like, oh shit, this team's in trouble. They seem to do well under pressure and under the scrutiny uh, of losing a marquee player, namely an Austin Matthews go. I think it helps too when you have John Tavares, when you have Nylander, when you have Marner to sort of rise up. So uh, 
Um, it's my expectation they're going to be just okay. And uh, I've got no qualms with the wording minimum. Penn, you would have made a good point too. Like they have a nine-day stretch where they don't play a single hockey game. So that certainly helps when monitoring Austin Matthews. In a perfect world, I see him back at the end of February. That stretch drive to the trade deadline. You pick up your pieces and you move forward. Uh, so I'm feeling that big time for uh, the Maple Leafs and Austin Matthews. And uh, Tim and Sean chiming in as well when it comes to uh, Morgan Riley. Like, let's see it. Like, let's see a goal here from Morgan Riley. I mean, uh, it's got to come eventually. Uh, should, should mention as well, shout out to our friends over at Anna's Daily Drink Special today. And by the way, make sure, and you should be doing this every day, check us out next week and, and moving forward. We got some serious giveaways coming out courtesy our friends over at Montana's. So I would definitely continue to check out the show. Not that you're going to stop. You're, you're coming in hot and heavy. We're getting getting ready for the trade deadline, getting ready here as we move forward in the second half, the all-star break. It's a hot time here on Leafs Morning Take, but we got some really exclusive and fantastic giveaways coming up with Montana's over the next couple weeks. So make sure you keep it locked. I'll uh, give you the latest starting on Monday uh, in terms of those campaigns. And of course, our friends over at Montana's have been doing a brilliant job Got some drink specials on the line today. Every day, there's something new. Uh, Don at Montana's. Enjoy the comfort menu and a Molson and enter for your chance to win a trip for two to the NHL Awards in Nashville for a Molson-branded NHL fridge or a trip to Nashville for uh, for the uh, NHL Awards, which sounds fantastic. You see the menu right there. They're just Montana's is always bringing something, and that's why we love our good friends over at Montana's. But for now, I'm going to bid you farewell. Looking forward to the second installment of the Battle of Ontario tonight. Again, we'll be back in the mix on Monday and we'll tell you all about what transpires with yours truly and Jay Rosehill making his way as we speak from Calgary. We're going to be in the alumni box tonight and don't worry, for sure we'll have some stories for you. Take care.